Yeah, I can't believe I didn't even notice that. <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you should tell everybody what we're laughing about, Ron. Let's let's try this again. All right. Yeah. So we just had an amazing podcast. We recorded uh, probably what about thirty minutes of amazing material about it was a while. Uh, yeah about uh, how things are going and content complete and our big play test, and then we realized we weren't actually recording the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, so now we're gonna I guess we're gonna try to recreate that amazing thirty minute podcast that uh, we didn't actually record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, blah blah blah. I'm Ron Gilbert. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Tempo stand up meeting okay so let's start over uh, okay so um <laughs> I, I think we were talking about content complete or what the hell that yeah well, i think was i guess david had asked well i guess we should back up a little bit like we had just finished that big uh play test where we are you know most people on the project took the day off of working on the game and everybody just played through the game and you know as david had mentioned we had you know, came came back with, you know, I think like 12 pages, um, maybe more, maybe like 15 pages of notes that we had all taken about about the game, and those all got injured in bugs, and we've just been spending a lot of time uh, just going through the last couple of days, just fixing fixing all those issues. Yeah, and, and I was saying, like, uh, for me, like on Tuesday, the day before we did this, I was down to like 35 bugs, and they mostly were pretty simple. Then, and I was actually avoiding playing the whole game because i was afraid i might actually see a couple more bugs you just you're living in denial i yeah it's right i am i was um so i've, I've asked ron to promise that we never have to play the game again we could just ship it the way it is and we just <laughs> pretend like it's perfect right um so now i have like i think i had 150 at, around that well at the end of of wednesday and it's probably now down to 100 again well, you have to realize that, David, of that 150 bugs, you probably put 120 of them in. Uh, no, I wish it was just mine, because mine are usually pretty easy, like, you know, typos or something. But no, it's 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 better. And they were, Ron and I got to talk on Thursday. Is it yesterday? Yeah. Guess, yeah, it was, mm -hmm. wow. We had, we both had questions, play tests, I'm not question, design questions, but how to go, you know, how to resolve certain issues that we were kind of sticky in the game. Yeah, I kind of felt from playing the game that things were really solid through the first act and they were really solid through the first part of the second act, but they kind of started to fall apart during the last half of the second act and the third act. And I think that's not unexpected because we have never really play tested that part of the game. The play testers have really. Um, you know, not the bug testers, but the play testers we brought in. You know, nobody's gotten all the way through the the second act. Well, one person has. Um, Sarah has, but mo mo most people have not. So that part of the game really hasn't been tested as well as the rest of the game. And you know, while while I've played every piece of this game in kind of disjointed little segments, I've never really played the whole thing from beginning to end and you kind of start to see how things are maybe not fitting together when they when they felt fine when you're just paying a little chunk when you're playing them all back to back you kind of realize oh this kind of isn't flowing the way that it should be and i think that's that's kind of what i saw a lot of was you know as you got into the third act that things just weren't flowing the way that i really um wanted them to be flowing how, how long did it take you to get through to get through the whole thing uh, I spent nine hours and 13 minutes, and I got about halfway through the third act. Okay. I, I spent about nine hours, and I think I finished. Do all the way to the end? All the way to the end, yeah. 
And, and there are a couple of places where, I mean, taking notes on top of it, but I was also, you know, you heavily using all the shortcuts that any player could use. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't spending time poking around, right? I was, I wasn't speed running. You know, I didn't have fast mode turned on and I right. wasn't skipping cutscenes and I wasn't, you know, powering through dialogue. So, but, yeah. but I wasn't exploring every, no, every nook and cranny that I could. Yeah, I was actually reading pretty much all the text pretty carefully and, yeah. and making sure I had seen it. Yeah, I think for people who've never played the game, you know, I think it's probably going to be, you know, a 10 to 12 hour game, I would imagine. You know, it's because it, it feels really large to me. It feels much larger than, um, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely larger than Monkey One. It it might be larger than Monkey Two. It's kind of hard to say. You know, it's hard for me to think back on that. But but it feels like a large game. You know, we have a lot of locations. We have a lot of characters. We have a lot of dialogue in the game. And there's just there's a lot of stuff that you can go do and roam around the world. So yeah, it definitely feels big. I think that's probably optimistic. If you, I think it's probably gonna take longer for someone to go through. Because they they aren't going to know all the puzzles that we know the answers to. Right. So I knew exactly where what I had to do and where I had to go next. And there was only like I think one time where I got stuck, and that was in the hotel, which is an area I'd, that Jen did. I didn't know as well. Yeah, I mean, some people are very good at playing adventure games. You know, I've watched people you know play through some adventure games, and they're just it's it's kind of amazing all the little clues that they they almost subconsciously pick up on as they're solving puzzles. So I, I think it could definitely be that some people just blow through the game, you know, without hints and walkthroughs and stuff, that they're just really good at playing adventure games. But I would imagine on average that it's it's probably definitely a 10 to 12 hour plus game. But I think that can be a good thing and a bad thing. As kind of I mentioned before, it's like I've told some people that, wow, this could be a, you know, a 12, 15 hour game. And they're like, yeah, that's, you know, that's incredible. It's exactly what I've wanted, you know, in an adventure game. And then other people, I say that and they go, oh, really? Ooh, that, that seems like a long time. And I, I think some people today, it's like they kind of enjoy that four to five hour adventure game experience, which is where, you know, hopefully the hard mode and the normal mode will come in. So they can, you know, they can play in, in normal mode and maybe have a four or five hour game. But other people can play in hard mode and have a 15-hour game. And if they actually want to look at read every single thing that there is in the game, including... If you want to read all 1,000 books in the Mansion Library, <laughs> <laughs> it's a 50-hour game. It, 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 there is an awful lot of stuff where you can kind of go, I'm going to use the word off the track, you know, and, and sort of mess around and do a bunch of other stuff, sort of similar to the other games we did. But I think there's a ton of that in this particular game where you're just able to sort of go you know all these other places and sort of do all these other things which don't you know really crater you being able to win the game or finish the game but there's an awful lot of you know off the track stuff i think you can do which is not a bad thing yeah there's a lot of exploration in this game you know yeah. where some adventure games you're much more on a track you know as you're kind of led more linearly through you know here's this scene and that scene and this thing I think that Thimbleweed Park is about exploration. You know, there's a big world out there, and there are very few places where we kind of force you to go where we want you to go. It's like we we hint you to go there, we we nudge you to go there, we you know make it really exciting to go where we want you to go, but we don't force you to go there though. I, I got I would say I got to put in something today, which is really fun, which has nothing to do with the game. That was kind of a callback to something else we had worked on once before. No spoilers. 
it's not no that's <laughs> well, it's a thing you, you, it's a thing you're, you, you're not you're not even gonna tell gary and i what it well is. you know it is because we talked about yesterday uh, oh that oh that thing yeah oh what? that oh that thing and gary knows what it is Oh, Cause, oh cause did, Gary I, did I do it. art for it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I still don't know what it is, and I did art for it. So, uh, you know, there, that that tells you how 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 well this is working. <laughs> oh, David, did you want to ask your question about the definition of content complete? Yeah. Again? Hey, hey, Ryan. We've talked about content complete, and I realize that as with most terms in game production, each group in each company has a different definition for it for different parts of it. So. I noticed that some people on Twitter and Facebook assumed that meant that we were about ready to ship it, and which isn't the case. So we want to explain what, what you mean by content complete. Yeah, in my mind, content complete is that all of the content, meaning all the art, the animation, music, sound effects, puzzles, dialogues, all that stuff is in the game. And you know, we're adding no new stuff to the game. So all the content is in the game and it's complete. There's still a lot of bugs, right? And if magically there no, were no bugs, we could ship the game because everything is there. Um, but there are a lot of bugs and we are going to, you know, still kind of whittle down those bugs and kind of get that going. And, you know, up until content complete, you're adding a lot of new stuff. So you're, you're constantly generating new bugs for every new thing you add. And the goal is that at content complete since you're adding no new content you know every day your bug count should go down and down and down right it's it's going to go up because people are still testing it but it's going down faster than it's going up and then the next milestone we have which is going to be the middle of november is zero bugs and that's kind of the day we go you know what there are no bugs left in the game testers will still test and we'll still find bugs but on the zero bug day at the end of every day we should have no new bugs so any bugs that show up have to be fixed that day. And then that's kind of the point that you just, you know, stay at for a little while and then you can ship the game. I'm assuming, you know, unlike Gold Master time when you guys ran around and like drove to like the airport, you know, to deliver to FedEx, you know, driving down, you know, Lucas Valley Road with Ron and his car to the airport was like a frightening thing. But <laughs> in any case, now when you ship this thing, you'll be able to like just patch it online for people if you need to. Yeah, if you yeah, we can do that. It's a little bit harder for the consoles. You know, pa patching on Steam is really easy. Um patching on the Xbox is a lot harder. You know, you can do it, but you have to go through a whole process and Microsoft has to, you know, go th back through their whole cert thing. So, we we won't be patching as quickly, you know, on the Xbox as we will. But the goal is just not to patch, right? It's like we you you kind of want to not patch rather than rather than say, well, it's okay if it goes out buggy because we'll patch it later. There's also, I mean, there's also the chance that anytime you make any kind of a change that you have a side effect. Yeah. So, you know, just opening it up to make a change means that you have to go back and do a lot more testing, especially in that area. And often, you know, I remember what we used to do is have people have two or three of us staring at the keyboard at the same time while someone typed in the change. <laughs> yeah. Hard to do that here. So I probably would say, here's what I changed. Well, we, we have version control now. Now, right so right you know you can make a change and then i can pull it down and i can look at you know and then i can review the lines that have been changed mm -hmm. and vice versa so you know it's a little bit easier because we didn't have version control back then yeah and i noticed that at this point after having worked in the system for a long time there's kind of a tendency to to make a change and then figure that you got it right the first <laughs> time and i'm trying to be disciplined about 
about actually going and testing everything that I do because I don't, I, you know, having it come back with breaking something else or any new side effects isn't too cool. Yeah, the side effects are hard, the unintended consequences where you fix a bug and then it breaks something in a completely different part of the game you had not anticipated. Those, I mean, those are hard. Right. Those are hard to catch that stuff. And some of the things, you know, some of the things I was fixing the last couple of days were things that I knew I had gotten solid and they worked perfectly. And then we had to add another feature or use for something like we have this telephone close up, which initially was just supposed to be one telephone. And then now it's a pay phone and it's a cell phone and it's a, you know, security keypad and all these different functions in different rooms. And you kind of get layered code on top of it, which tends to break other things and adding animation around that. So there was a bug that kind of locked up the game that came from. Yeah. Cause because we had added the code for the cell phone right. because Agent Ray has a cell phone and, you know, but she can give that to anybody in the game. And we had an issue where then if you used the cell phone while you were standing on a ladder, <laughs> you know, that it, that it played the animation of, of that person taking out the cell phone and talking on it, but they were standing on a ladder. Right. So that you know kind of broke the whole animation. I mean, that's one of those things that, you know, we kind of, we hadn't thought of, right? Because the cell phone, you could, you know, you can use anywhere in the game. so. You start using it in weird places where people aren't set up for the animation. Right. And the other and, bug with the using the cell phone in a room where other dialogues could take place and having that right. kind of mess up the dialogue system. Right, right. So there's fewer of those. I, I mean, I'm feeling generally pretty good about a lot of it. And um, I feel better when I get through this this last list. I haven't even read all the bugs that came in yet. I'm still kind of working through it. <laughs> I, I mean, I will say, at least from my perspective, playing the game, I guess it was Wednesday, all day Wednesday. It actually was fun to play. I mean, because I hadn't, you know, Ron's right. I hadn't played it from like, you know, starting it like I, I was somebody who didn't, you know, know what was going on and just play the thing through. And it was actually fun. It's high praise, Gary. <laughs> yep, high praise. <laughs> high praise from somebody who doesn't play games and doesn't like them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I love adventure games, especially this adventure game. This is the most loved adventure game I've ever been involved in in my entire life. Do you believe me? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're sending off all the dialogue to Boris on Monday. Oh, yeah. So we have to be locked at that. We have to, we have to get text locked by Monday. Do we have... It seems like we, it might be worth having Chase, our producer, go through and flag any of the outstanding text-related bugs. So I'm kind of not really looking at, at those right now. Yeah, we could do that. And then we could try to um, get those stem first. Yeah, any bugs that could potentially change your ad writing. Yeah, I mean, there, but there's there's some bugs which where you know someone says this doesn't make any sense, or you have text here that that only works in this situation. I think some of those are going to probably be changed past that that date. Yeah, and it's sending the stuff off to be translated. I mean, it's not a total hard lock on the text, right? Because it's going to take them probably a month to translate the entire game. Mm -hmm. You know, we do have a little time that if we do kind of add or change lines, we just need to make sure that those are correctly flagged so we know that we, you know, kind of can get back to them. But there shouldn't be a lot of that stuff, right? I mean, it's okay if one or two of those things sneak in, but we shouldn't have a lot of that. We really do need to have like, you know, 99% text lock on Monday. Well, and as you said before, I think that you were like, well, not not in the last few weeks, but like, you know, 30 days ago or whatever, you were pretty surprised by how much dialogue there actually was in the overall game. You hadn't sort of been prepared for how much there was. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot more dialogue than I had anticipated in the game. And I think I think we cut some of it out just by being smart and being clever. 
and and some of the things that we were doing. So I think we you know we pulled that down quite a bit. You know, in ways that nobody is going to notice. You know that it was cut down. I think there were also a lot of lines that were scheduled to be recorded that were never going to be used. You know, just because there were situations that you know Ransom could never have said this line because he just is not in this part of the game. And you know, going through and kind of flagging all those intelligently probably saved quite a bit of dialogue in terms of recording. So based upon, let's say, everything moves, I'm going to use the word smoothly in quotations, forward, about when do you do anticipate going into the recording studio to actually record the dialogue? Do you have a sense of that in your mind or what? Yeah, we're, we're going to start recording, uh, I believe, on the 14th of November. Okay. Is when we go into the studio. And you're going to do that in L.A. or where you? Uh, L.A. and Seattle, both places. Yeah, some of the actors are up here in Seattle and some of them are in L.A., so we'll, we'll record it in both of those. And then, I guess, is the music now done? Yeah, all the music is done except one song. We have, we have one one song. And also, Steve is doing some little musical stingers that I'm going to be able to use in some places uh, during the ending. So he's, he's doing the stingers and then the one song and the other than that, the music is completely done. So what is like the biggest can of worms that you see coming up on, you know, getting the dialogue integrated, you know, the voice integrated or what? I don't think that stuff's really a can of worms. I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot of work to get all the dialogue in, but I'm not worried about it at all. The thing that probably worries me the most is getting the Xbox version done because we have to get all of those kind of Microsoft cert stuff all right. So that you know, stresses me out a little bit. Just all the prep stuff that we have to do to get the game all ready to go onto Steam. Um, so I think I think the things that worry me right now are really more kind of platform compatibility type issues, not so much game production related issues. Content to you, you know, even though content complete is what you said it was, content to you feels pretty well under control. Yeah, I think all the stuff that we're doing for the game, all the art, all the music, you know, all the the voice, all that stuff, I think is fine. I think we're I think we're sitting good with that. There's a lot of bugs. There's probably more bugs than I would have liked at this stage, but it's not like it's you know outrageous number of bugs that we're having to deal with. So I think it's you know more than I wanted, but still it's under control. And, and David, how are you feeling about everything? Other than the fact that I I. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting close. I kept on telling Annie, oh, I only have, I fixed, I was 50 today, now I'm down to 35. <laughs> but I agree with all the bugs. So it's not like, um, like that's a stupid one to fix. It's, it's like, you know, that's absolutely right. I, I missed that one. Or... Well, I think what we're going to have, what we're going to have to do, you know, come, you know, the 15th of November, when we kind of enter that zero bug state is we are going to start to have to be picky. You know, to or, or not to be picky, right? Is to say, you know what? We're just not going to fix that. We're just not going to fix that, because because you can just get so picky at this stage of the game that you're just fixing every little thing. And you know, as you mentioned earlier, it's like every time you fix a bug, you have the potential of causing a new one. You know, so that that's why I think you can't be overly picky at the end of the project when you're fixing stuff is is because of that issue. So I think you know, come the fifteenth we're really going to have to think about every bug that shows up and go, do we really need to fix this? I mean, if it's a bug bug, right? I mean, if something is going to break the game, obviously we do. But, you know, sometimes it's just, it's little tweaks. It's, you know, 
moving an animation over a little bit and then stuff like that we're just gonna have to go you know what we're not we're not going to do that and, and other than those sort of you know things you mentioned about you know porting to other platforms do you feel pretty good about pacing of everything that's left to do that we have sort of enough time and everything i would certainly feel a lot more comfortable if we had an extra month okay. if we had one more month i would feel a lot better than i do right now i, I feel like we're i think feel like things are rushing a little bit um, not not rushing in a bad way, and that you know we're making mistakes or we're going to ship a shitty game or anything. But I just I feel like my stress level would be a little bit lower if I had you know one more month to deal with with stuff. And and most of those issues are just platform issues. It's you know making sure that it's on Steam and making sure the Xbox is good and all that kind of stuff. If we had to release just one platform, we were only releasing the PC version. You know, I'd, I'd feel a lot better right now. But there's just you know a lot of stuff. But I think that's just the way the modern world works. You know, you have a lot of platforms, and everybody wants to play the game on their favorite you know device, and you just have to deal with that stuff. So now we're 23 minutes in. We've sort of recreated everything that Ron yeah. forgot to record. <laughs> yes, word word for word recreation <laughs> of the lost podcast. So 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 I know a question people ask about which is it's funny when you posted the last blog post where it said no podcast this week a whole bunch of people went in and said so no more podcasts anymore at all and i'm like how how, you know i don't remember saying that so how did you extrapolate this week to forever yeah i mean you know so so i guess my question is um you know i would expect we're going to do some more of these i don't know how they're going to be spaced out but i figure we're going to do a number more of these before we ship the game wouldn't you say yeah i mean i'd still like to do them every other week okay i'm i'm fine with that you know and in, 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 until the game releases i think you know this month and next month are going to be particularly stressful months and so you know sometimes the podcast shows up and i think we all groan right we all go oh god the podcast yeah we got to do that right and i and i think for the next you know month or so there's probably going to be that way but you know i think things will calm down after that well, it's much easier for us than for you well yeah you, know, you, you have to go off and edit it right so you have to edit, edit it put it up and, yeah i have to do all that yeah and then i'm on i'm in australia for two weeks starting next week Okay, so so Ron's in Australia, so I I don't know what the hell that means. Are you there? Are you there just for for fun, and you know, or are you there to do any show stuff? Um, Pax is there, oh, and okay. there's an Australian show called GCap, which is kind of like the Australia version of the Game Developers Conference. So I'm going over for that, but I'm going to be working most of the time. You know, there's a little co-working space that I'm going to be working out of. So I'll be working, you know, almost every day. Yeah. It's just the time will be screwed up because it's like 11 hours mm-hmm. off. So um, there is an overlap. I mean, I think there's a there's like a four hour overlap where I think it's like my morning is your late afternoon. So there will be an overlap in that stuff. Yeah, be careful when you're there. I think I think one of the last times I saw you like do a talk from Australia, you were talking about how much stuff there was around there that could kill you or whatever, <laughs> how many animals and bugs and things. Well, I think a lot of things can kill you here too. I was <laughs> talking to somebody about that, and I think it's. I mean, we have bears and cougars and all sorts of things around here that can kill you, and just like they do. And I have funnel web spiders like living in your. Yes, yeah, so I, I think it's. I think it's their stuff is really small. That's what scares me. Of course, I can, you know, I can stomp on a spider. I can't, st- I can't stomp on a cougar. Yeah, if you see it, you know, if it crawls into your bed with you before you see it. Well, I've been to Australia twice, and I've never seen a horrible looking spider. Okay. So. All right, is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. So. All right, so okay. back to the back to the bug salt mines. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Yay. All right. <laughs> get this so... up right away, Ron. Edit this and get this up immediately. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. 
can't believe I forgot to record. It came out better. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's actually two different podcasts. Yeah, well, the other one only exists in your mind.